Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Free K-12 Education Talk Radio. Today, September 13, 2023. My name is Larry Jacobs. I'd like to welcome you all here. Hey, you might be listening on the archives, and you know we archive everything in a million places, but also at our home website, which is where all the all the places you might listen to podcasts to Apple, Pandora, all that sort of stuff. But we also I'll obviously put all of them over at our website at a-ed.org, which is the home website of our American Consortium for Equity and Education. And um, we hope to go over there. Everything's free for you over there. We really are concerned about equity uh, throughout pre-K-12 and even into the uh, higher ed category. And we, we, we really want you to help us go over there, see what we do, look at our magazine, which is called Equity and Access Pre-K-12. Okay, it is an online journal. You can click through over there. You can participate in our equity awards, excellence in equity awards. Everything's free. All right, for educators, so please check it out over at ace-ed.org. We're pretty proud of that website. It's got a lot of, lot of great information. It's a pretty lively place to go. Check it out. Okay, we've got a great show for you today with some good friends from the National Association of Elementary School Principals. Thank you, Kaylin, over there for helping me put this show together. We've got a big one here. Okay, we have the new president, Dr. Liza Carabello Suarez. Hello, Liza. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. And yourself? I'm fine. Call me Larry, please. It's a pleasure to have you here. Okay. And I just want to introduce you. You are the new president. Congratulations, by the way. Okay. Of, of NAESP. And you are, I don't think you're the first female, but you are certainly the first Latina pre- president Correct. of NAESP. It's a big deal. Congrats. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is, Larry. It's uh, it's a way of uh, celebrating diversity in our country, you know? It sure is. It, it sure is. And I look forward to the day, and I mean this with all the respect in the world, that we don't even have to say that anymore, that people of every diverse nationality and ethnic group are just are just involved, and that's all there is to it. And I think, you know, we have one step at a time. You're an incredible stepping stone, and I can't wait to hear all the wonderful things that you have got planned for the organization and what you're doing. And now I'm going to ask you to brag a little bit before we talk about NAESP. Okay, Liza, talk about your role as the principal, and I love this, the Magnet School of Architecture, Engineering, and Design, which I did not know was even there. It's PS number 120 in Brooklyn, New York. Tell us about your school. Correct. Um, Larry, I, first of all, let me thank you for having me on this show. This is really an honor to be here. Um, now, it's an honor to have you. To, thank you. In reference to my school, um, and, and this all goes back to diversity. So when, when I talk, it falls under the umbrella of diversity, equity, um, and, and me being as a student, not having these things, assessing mm. my building and, you know, looking at the 21st century, uh, you know, I wanted to change. I wanted to bring things to my building that we didn't have and that students didn't even know about. And uh, I always wonder why do we have to wait till we got to high school, elementary, uh, high school, or college to talk about engineering, architecture, and designing to children? Why don't we start them at an early age? Mm-hmm. So I decided to apply. Everybody thought I was crazy, but hey, that, that's that's part of life. You know, you gotta you gotta make noise for these kids. And I applied, and and prior to that. I have to inform you that I was a magnet school of multicultural education through social studies and the arts. So, again, bringing that culture back home. So coming mm-hmm. back to, 
the Magnus School of Architecture, Engineering, and Design, I I wanted to bring uh, that work into my building so that if the students were building or, or designing, this is all part of life. This is where you begin to instill these ideas, these tools, so they can take that, you know, be long life learners and, and, and decide as they go up, you know, to middle school and high school. And so we we brought uh, uh, we bought several, um, and I'm not endorsing them, but I just want to let you inform that we bought a, a, a company called Beam. They came in. They uh, they taught the teachers how to work with wood tools because you know oh. we're not afraid of working with tools. You know we usually contract a carpenter or or get someone else mm -hmm. to do it. No, this time we had to do it. And like you know, Larry, fundings are always uh, you know they, they disappear after a while. So we had to make sure that we train them so that this continue throughout, uh, you know, the, the the theme. And the teachers were there and students will learn. And so, Larry, every year we have an architecture, uh, a festival of architecture, engineering, and design. Kids are actually wow. building, building, uh, building uh, either. We tie it in with social studies, so it's not outside of oh, the good. curriculum. You good. know, it's like if we're learning about, let's say, uh, England, London. Let's look at the buildings out there. Let's compare it Absolutely. to what we have over here. So there was a connection. The teachers loved it. The kids loved it. The parents loved it. And let me tell you, Larry, being there now and having this program for quite a while, I've had kids come back and say, "Hey, thanks because thanks to you and this program, this program, I've now done uh, entered college, uh, you know, engineering, wow. architecture." So yeah. It starts young. You have to start them young, Larry. You got to start them young. What what grades are your schools? PS or PS one twenty? What grades? We have we have three K, the three years old all the way to fifth, and that includes anywhere from students with special needs to uh, English language learners. We don't we don't isolate anyone. We include them. We believe that kids can learn regardless of who they are. And um, we also include the parents. Sometimes we bring in parents for workshops so that they can know what their babies are doing. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think it's great. And by the way, Liza, what you said before, you know, architecture, engineering, and design, PS120 in, in New York, Brooklyn, okay? Yeah. I, I got to tell you, that's never outside any curriculum, okay? You can yeah. apply those skills to anything we are supposed to be teaching, all right, in, in, in K-12. Believe me, okay? Absolutely. So you, 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 yeah, you put that on the right track, and you get these kids engaged and excited, okay? And I, I think it's just terrific. And speaking of being engaged and excited, okay, you got to going to have a – this is an interesting year, okay? Well, today is September 13th. Yeah, 13th. And on September 15th, it's Hispanic Heritage Month. And as I mentioned before, you're the first Latina president of NAESP. Again, congratulations. That, and, you know, it's really cool. Okay, the timing is perfect now for this for Hispanic Heritage Month. Uh, you know, put all that together. I mean, it's got to really mean something to you. It's really cool. Wow. Larry, you, you are so right on this. And, uh, yes, I am going to brag a little bit about what's going on and who I am and what I've done. Um you it, it's an opportunity, you know, first and foremost, it's an opportunity to recognize and celebrate the contributions that, you know, Latinos have made throughout the nation. Um, people have to understand that it, they've helped our society and culture through their contributions, whether it's music, sports, art, policies, etc. 
you know. Um, it's a, you know, we we take this time out to celebrate Latino culture that exists in the nation, but it's more than that. It's it's having uh, Latino education uh, leaders in schools giving hope to our students that there are people that look like them and speak like them and they can understand the Latin culture. You know, it sends the message again. It sends that message that, wow, I have a dream. I can achieve my goals. If I have someone in front of me who's just like me and they did it, I can do it. And it's not just, you know, and not that I'm uh, demeaning any any careers. You are not. You are not. But, you know, it gives them to step out of their comfort zone to be that architecture, to be that engineer, or even to be that other teacher or even the principal and say, I got that, yeah? So, Larry, as as you mentioned, as the first uh, NAESP, first Latina, you know, I am proud and humble to represent the many Latinos educators. It's, It's a testimony that the progress is being made on educational leadership, but let's not forget, Larry, we still have work and challenges that still lies ahead of us oh, yeah. because oh, yeah. we have to make sure that students have access to equitable education. You know, break, breaking barriers in education leadership is more than just being the first Latina. You know, so hold us to That's right. Know it. It, it's about opening doors for other Latinas and women of color who inspire to be, you know, to, to have leadership roles in education. You know, we we have to challenge the, the status quo and, and create a more equitable and inclusive profession, you know? Um, you know, I... Uh, we do. I, I, I agree. I, my part is, you know, it's you know, advocating uh, for educational policy. And, you know, I like to advocate for policies that support Latinas in leadership roles. That would eventually, you know, we always say, okay, we have these policies. We have these. Where are the resources? They need. We, we need to give them these tools and resources to be successful. So you know, it, it's really important. You know what, Larry? And I'm sorry because this is my passion. It, it means ensuring yep. that all the schools reflect the diversity of our community. That's you know, right. As you know, as leaders, we got to step back a little and say, okay, who do we have in front of us? You know, and who's missing? You know, where, where's our representation? So that all the students can have access to roles who look like them, you know. Yes, um, I do. And, and and you know, yeah, I have. I come from a school. I come in my school. Is a pre- we have a lot of Hispanics and Blacks. And when I first got there, uh, twenty four years ago, Larry, I was an <laughs> assistant principal, and now I've been principal for twenty. Wow. This is my twenty third. Wow. Uh, and I love it. <laughs> and I love it. Congratulations, I, I just, Liza. I got to tell you, that's great. <laughs> Thank you. And it's like to me, it's like working, coming in like the first day. That passion will never die out, you know, um, because when you have that passion in you, you're willing to change to make sure that things are up to par, so that students can get the right uh, tools in their hand and resources. So when I got there, you know, there weren't a lot of people, staff members that looked like the kids. Uh, there weren't a lot of men. Men are usually in middle schools and in high schools. I needed to put that to change. I needed to change that. And over the years, I was able to get more male figures in our building. And Good. if you come, if you ever come to my building, which is in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, oh, you will see. Wow. <laughs> You will see the changes. You know, you have, 
males uh, of all color, race, that's great. Yeah, young, That's great. You know, I I encourage paraprofessionals to come in because they're the um, they're the uh, future teachers of tomorrow. Larry, I've even hired well said. formal students of mine. Formal students of mine are teachers there, and and, <laughs> and it's amazing when when you, I mean you know people you know are a little ashamed to say it, but hey, it, it's an honor. And most of all, Larry, I, I have to say this. You know, I know, you know, I know we. Um, yeah. First of all, I, as 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 the president, I'm I'm going to use my platform to continue to advocate for these changes that I believe in. You know, breaking barriers in education. But more important, Larry, and this is something that we must never ever forget. While this month is designated to Hispanic Heritage Month, I got that. I understand. But we must remember, all of us, we must remember to celebrate our students, and not just yeah. one month. We must celebrate them. Every single day, you know. I know we have specific months for this. No, I yeah, even yeah. celebrate every single day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, you um, know, it, 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 yeah, it, it, it's really amazing. And one of the things I love, especially when I interview African American educators, and it might be the same for Latina and Latino, but specifically African American female educators always refer to their students as scholars. They never refer to them. They never refer to them or rarely as students. They always say my scholars. And I always love that. Okay. Because Mm -hmm. it's a a different way. It's an important way of a a respectful way to look at kids and, and, and what you do, what we all do for a living. I used to do it. You do it now, you know, is teaching. Mm -hmm. And if they're not learning, they're not teaching. You're not teaching very well. All right. The kids are it's all about the kids learning. Right? Yeah. And it, the whole point is that, you know, they are scholars and we have we have to recognize that and really make them make them make them appreciate. And it's interesting what you said, because I was watching a TV show last night on PBS about uh, all the challenges that, that were years and years ago now in Boston. OK, about the, the busing situation. That's a new uh, documentary on the PBS and mm-hmm. uh, brand new just just was on the other night. And one of the points they kept making as the African-American people in Boston were trying to get the schools more equal back then was that there weren't any African-American teachers, okay, in all the African-American schools. Yeah. And even I'm talking about 50 years ago now, all right? It's just amazing, okay? And we have to still work at that all the time. And to, to the point of you being the new president of NAESP, we have to be sure that leadership – also reflects a very diverse culture. And again, it's not to say that white people, black people, whatever, uh, uh, Asian people, uh, it shouldn't be principals, etc. We have to look at what we're doing and present to them a very diverse uh, faculty, a very diverse staff for a very diverse student body, and a very diverse administration. And I think that's really key these days. And I got to ask you something, Liza, you know, I don't know if you're having trouble, but across the country, there's a teacher shortage. And there's also, and you know this, a principal shortage, or the, I'll still say the principal pipeline is, is, is it's pretty empty these days, okay? And, you know, now yeah. you've got this national, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, podium to speak on, uh, you know, as the new principal, uh, pre- pre- president of uh, NAESP. Uh, talk about that, that, that challenge out there of getting, getting people of all diverse cultures involved in education and then getting them to be leaders, 
Uh, that's a very good question, Ari. It's something that I, I've seen my colleagues have done the uh, challenge, and it's a challenge we're going to have years to come. Let, let's put it out there because this is something that it's not started. It's been there. The only thing is now uh, with the pandemic, you can see it even more. It exacerbated yeah. the problem. So uh, moving forward with that, I will tell you this. Yes, I've had about um, <clears throat> I had about this year we had three teachers. Uh, which, which are moving because you, you know it, it's it's difficult living in New York City because um, the cost of living. Okay, they get married, they yeah. have kids. Yeah, it's so high. a lot of them left not because they didn't want it, but because they have to. You know, they have to, you as a leader, as a leader, we plan ahead. I'm, I'm going to first talk about a principal, and then I'm going to branch it out to uh, what I'm doing at the presidential level. Um, Great. First and foremost. You know, you, you have that, that sharp eye as to, okay, you listen. As a principal, you're a good listener. You know what's coming down the pipe. You know some of the teachers are leaving or what may not. So you prepare. You prepare and you start advocating. You start asking. You start marketing your, 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 your school as well. I love now, that. That's, it's easier than, than, you know, easier said than be done. But the thing is you have to continue. You also, um, and I mentioned to you before, that I had uh, my power professionals were my students. So this is like a long progress. You, you start building up as to how do you want to move your school forward and what happens in those cases of emergencies, those, those days of what if. So you have, I always tell my teachers, have plan A, B, and C. Listen, that might not always work, but you'll be ahead yeah. of the game. You know? Yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> so um, thank God we only have three, but I've seen others that are really, you know, are really struggling to get to get teachers in. Um, yeah. At the presidential level, I have to tell you with this, I have been arguing, not arguing, I've been advocating, sorry, I've been advocating with some of my colleagues here at Capitol Hill about, you know, what does that look like? How can we, you know, move forward? How can we market this, this, um, this uh, career that people are afraid to coming in? with all the challenges in the world. You know, I mean, we can start somewhere yeah. from, let, let's go back to the loan forgiveness, you know. Um, how, mm-hmm. do we, how do we uh, mark, uh, market the fact or how do we, it, it, I'm so excited. It's like I can't even talk. <laughs> how <laughs> Take your time. Do you're doing great. <laughs> how do we, you know, those loan forgiveness, how do we continue to advocate so that when they go to college, especially minorities, that can't afford yeah. it, you know, how can we put yeah. them there? I think that's a huge help to begin with, you know. Uh, second of all is when, when we're in college or those universities, I think that's another thing we should start looking into. What are the curriculums there and how do we prepare these uh, aspiring principals? Because it's one thing being in the university, and then it's another thing entering the public school system or entering schools. So that's another, another thing to look into. How do we prepare them? And then how do we prepare the teachers as well as aspiring assistant principals to become principal? So that's just the start. Um, we at Capitol Hill, we talked about Title I, Title II. You know, as you already know, they're thinking about cutting, cutting those federal, federal uh, mm-hmm. grants. So that's, yeah, that's absolutely. In fact, the federal budget is uh, going to be, you know, in, in, in process, as, as we all yeah. know, th- these next few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. 
they're, they're thinking about how to, to eliminate Title II, which Title II is professional development for not only teachers and principals. So how, you ex- how do you expect to prepare a principal to prepare professionally, grow professionally, and then turn to you to their staff members if you're taking away the funding? So that's, that's right. really huge. From there, you know, of course you're going to get a uh, teacher burned out and, 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 I mean, principal burned out, of course. All that comes and and what you're saying, I got I to gotta say, Eliza, what, I, what you're saying is what I, kind of what I've been saying for many, uh, for, you know, professional development. If we start to lose professional development, okay, we're going to lose more and more teachers. Because teachers have to keep up with what's going on in the world. Education changes just like medicine changes. Okay. Mm -hmm. You have to keep up with it. All right. And if you don't keep up with it and keep yourself engaged and and lifelong learning, if I may, like we always advocate for yourself. All right. And also, if you don't watch your mental health, which is also these days part of professional development, you know, social, emotional aspects of, of of the profession. Okay. You're going to wind up thinking about leaving the profession. And that's a vicious cycle. We can't afford to have more people leave the profession. And what worries me about it, quite honestly, is I actually sometimes tend to think that there's some people in the government who want to, who want to uh, end public education and are doing what they can to make it end. And we've got to fight against that. Do we have to fight <laughs> against that? I know you can't see me, but I'm laughing from behind, from, from yeah. my home over here. And um, you're absolutely right. But this has been going on. For years, again, it's just, and you said something, and I have to go back to it, changes, the life changes, and and if people don't change with times, you know, that causes others to come up and say, well, you know what, let's try a new system. Let's have this school. Let's, have, let's go to private school. Let's go to charter school. Let's do this. Let's do that. So, of course, um, it all revolves around professional development, giving principles. The, the tools that they need to do. Uh, and, again, I, don't, I just want to reiterate something. When we come Good. out of college, university, we don't. Yep. They, they don't give you, you – it's like combat. <laughs> combat. You, you get trained out there, you know. And um, <laughs> I, I'm sorry to say, but this is – I'm going back to my own personal well, thing. Yeah. And experience in school. You learn. And then from there, you have a choice. You know, through professional development, you get stronger. Yeah. And sometimes people feel that, well, they're left alone. And that's what's happening, Larry. A lot of our principals don't feel appreciated. They feel it's a thankful job. And if you only knew what principals, well, you do. But if principals, if, parents, if people out there really knew the amount of work that principals do besides just being oh, called a principal, it is amazing, you know, Um they they go beyond the call of duty. They they look at the child, the whole child. They spend more time with your child in school. Some kids are dropped off at seven in the morning and they don't be they're not picked up till six in the afternoon. You know, where where their counselors, hmm. where their 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 nurses, yeah, where their doctors because the first thing is they come to you. So you're looked at, okay, here you are, you're the head, you have all the answers. No, we don't have all the answers, but you know what? If there's a child out there with a situation crying, we're going to sit with them and we're going to find out because that child is like my child. And we need to be there for them and give them that comfort zone, you know? Yeah, we, um, we do. 
We do. I have to ask, I have to ask you something. You're going to laugh when I ask you this, okay? And uh, actually, just I, I've said this in, in many different ways. You are the principal of what's called the Magnet School of Architecture. It, it is a Magnet School of Architecture, Engineering, and Design. It's a PS120 in, in Brooklyn, New York, at Old Williamsburg, okay? Yeah. Now, all right, we, and we, educators tend to do this all the time. My standing joke is that you go to a career fair at a high school, and there's a booth for every profession except teaching, okay? We, mm-hmm. we tend to push the kids into everything but teaching. And you're, you're now president of NAESP, and I'm, I'm always curious, how come no, I don't think anywhere in the country is there a specialized public school, let's say a high school, or, or, or even an elementary school, okay, that specializes in getting people to be excited and become teachers. We, we want them to become engineers, doctors, performing artists, Okay, look at New York. Okay, science, you know, whatever the case may be, STEM. But we never create the the curriculum and the and the specialized program to invite them into our profession. And it's an interesting quirk in in, in to me in K twelve. What do you think? Well, I, I beg to differ a little there. Um, sure, go. We're not we're not talking about colleges. That's different. I'm talking about see. I truly believe oh, yeah, that's that, what I mean. Yeah, I truly, I mean public schools. Yeah. I believe that it, it comes from within, and if you have the right teacher in front of kids, okay, regardless if it's a specialized school such as mine, it doesn't matter. The child will make the connection with. It's all about building relationships. I hope. Okay, and it's about how do you turn? Remember, we're all shaping students' lives. Okay, they're mine every day, society. So how do you bring that up to the front line? And some of my, my teachers have done that with their children, and that's why we're able to hire paraprofessionals or even teachers who were my students 20 years ago. But we're not talking about I love that. I love that. And by yeah. the way, I love what you said, and this is, this is something that really gets said, you know, where you see the paraprofessionals as, as potential teachers. I mean, they are teaching. I don't mean that way that, way that sounds, but I mean, it's potential certified teachers. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's fabulous. When, when you look at people like that and see the, the opportunity they present and present the opportunity to them, I think that's a, that's a fabulous attitude. Fabulous. Thank you. And, and it I mean starts it. from within the school. Again, yeah. if you want to have the momentum of having great leaders or great teachers, what better than you yourself mentoring them you know, as a para, they actually see it on a day-to-day basis. They get to go to school, and then you can hire them because you actually see them in action so many, you know, for so long. So that that's powerful to me. It is it is good stuff. And Liza, let me ask you this: you know, you you uh, your grade your school's up to fifth grade, right? Am I correct? Correct. Yeah, at one point okay. it used to be till six, but, but you know they changed that around. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now it's fifth. And I'm curious, okay, because I know your kids are, you're, I, I know this, your, your kids would be extremely engaged and happy, et cetera, at, at, at PS120, okay? But now they're going to a middle school, whatever that might be called. They, they might go to different middle schools for all I know, all right? They don't travel necessarily as a group, all right? How do you coordinate with the principal of the, of the middle or principals of the middle school? Okay, well, to make sure that they, they understand that these kids know this, these kids have been through this, this is the way these kids are engaged. What are you doing, my, my colleague, the next principal? Okay, so 
Um, that's a great question, and, and it's Rich. funny because I have a good rapport with my my colleagues from across the district, and that's where it starts. You have to network, just like that's right. ESP. You know, I have I have network across the nation. It also starts at home. How do you network? And one of the things I do is I invite my <laughs> colleagues, my middle school, to come and see my uh, elementary students in action. I tell them, come right. have lunch, you know, uh, get to know who they are, um, you know, come and play with them in the gym time when we have gym. Um, so I invite them to come so that they can see who these, these children are, or scholars as you call them, at their, <laughs> you know, within their, within their own home. Because they're comfortable. Remember, they've been with us for five or six, That's seven right. years with That's us. Right. So That's they, right. So they've only but know that school, most of them. So what they do is they come, they introduce themselves, um, not all at the same time, you know, because we have different, you know, different assemblies, different days, different activities. And then what they do is my colleagues invite them to their schools because children have the option of going to different schools. So they go, and the parents are invited to go on the same trip to go and visit their school during school time so that they can see what's going on, you know? And that will give the students a voice to decide where they want to be and what they like. Um, so that's where it all begins. And um, and it's not just a one-time deal. You know, sometimes the principal comes, sometimes the assistant principal, the counselor, and they bring Good. students. It depends. If the students go in, go to their school, they have um, T-shirts to give them, you know, certain things to give them <laughs> so that they can see the programs in action and, of course, not to forget who they are. So it's about building relationships from a It class. is. It is. And, and then it my is. colleagues also, when my fifth graders graduate, uh, sometimes they have uh, summer school orientation and summer school activities so that they can participate. So when they come September, they don't feel, you know, uh, nervous, anxious, excited, or whatever you may call it. So, again, how, and, and that's how we build uh, the pipeline between elementary and middle school. It, 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 it's so darn important. And I want to ask you one thing as we wind down here, Liza, and this, this is great. You said it before, and I, I wrote it down. I meant to follow up back then. Okay. You said I spend something, I paraphrase, I spend a lot of time marketing my school. And I yes. think you're marketing it to not only, obviously, to the, the next, the, the middle school uh, uh, folks, but I think you're also doing a lot of work marketing it, all right, to the community, mm-hmm. all right? I, I would bet dollars to donuts on that one, okay, that you, that you spend a lot of time getting involved with the community. And I want to yes. ask you how you must think that's very important. I want you to put that into a really good perspective because, to me, that to me – that's an incredible part of being a principal. And, 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 and I don't think they, I'm not sure they teach it in, in, in education school. Okay, talk about your experience with that and how so, important marketing is. Right. So I will tell you two, two things. One is that about the marketing, the community. But I just want to go back something that I wanted to uh, point sure. out to you. Sure. Um, and it goes back to the middle school. You know, um, we believe that middle school principals need a lot of support um, because those are the kids that are transferring from elementary to middle school and then from middle school to high school. So I just want to point out to you that that's one of my goals to work on 
And at NAESP, we're currently working with a group of principals to once again listen to the voices of the field. And we have created what you call a middle school think tank, middle school think tank. Um, mm-hmm. So we want to give a middle school, it's like that middle child, we don't want to leave them out, so we want to <laughs> give them that extra support. Right. So, you know, that that is another way of connecting, you know, not only at a principal level, but as a presidential level. Now, going back to um, community schools, it is so important that a principal is visible in the, commu- in the community, whether mm-hmm. it's greeting the parents, whether it's greeting the children at the beginning, whether it's going across the street and going to a bodega or going to a cafe <laughs> or wherever yeah. it is, you know. It's so important to listen and greet them because once you do that, you see that the community is going to say, okay, this principal really wants to get involved. And yeah. not only that, yeah. you, again, it goes back to building those relationships that are important. And it goes even further than that. Once you get connected to the stakeholders, um, because that's huge. So you have the parent component piece. You have the merchant's component piece. You have you now the politicians that's so important. Because sometimes even the community will go out and advocate for you to your assemblyman, your congressperson, uh, personnel, um, your congress uh, member. They will do the work for you because they'll see what you need. But it's in commu- constant communication. You have to be transparent. If you're not transparent, it's going to be difficult. So as a principal, yes. And that's how you also market the school. It's about like, look. We're out there. We need to come in and see us. Uh, I got the magnet grant. I, I'm going to tell you, I invited the congresswoman at the time, Nidia Velasquez, into my building, and she saw mm-hmm. what I needed. I also, at the time, we have uh, grants. And, again, and I'm just, I want principals to know that, yeah, this is happening in New York City, but you also have your politicians that you can invite and bring them in. You know, we have the, con- oh, the council yeah. person. You know, the council person had a grant called CASA years ago. I'm like, what? What is that? And he said, well, you know what? We're, we're going we're gonna to give it to you because you've been paying because we have a program. I wanted to bring music to the building. So um, we had a program called Afroland Jazz by Arturo Faro, and he was like, you know what? You're teaching kids music after school, and you're giving them a spot rather than them be outside. I'm going to give you money. I'm going to contribute to this. And let me tell you, it is powerful. And again, it's going from inside out and bringing the outside in. And you get opportunities, you get grants, you build relationships, you're transparent. And, you know, you'll be aware of the situations and issues that are challenging and the inequalities that might be out there so that you can, you can then bring the resources so that these students can have, you know, a definitely uh, uh, equitable education yeah absolutely and it all begins okay the foundation is laid in elementary school preschool and elementary school that's the key yep and and, it's funny it's funny most people remember when you talk about teachers they remember most people okay remember high school teachers okay yeah but i'll tell you the elementary teachers okay they're harder a little harder to remember but what you learn in elementary school will be the will be the, the, the road start the road to success in the rest. It, it's that yeah. simple. We got to go, Liza. I'll tell you, this is just great. You know, you're going to come back on, and we'll talk some more. And you're going to have a great time being president of NAESB. You got a lot to talk about, and you're just yes. you're going to just have a blast. <laughs>
You're going to have a blast. Larry, Larry, if you bring me back, I will tell you this. Uh, it was one of my teachers who, who helped me find my voice. And after she helped me in the fourth grade, uh, it <laughs> was then I came out of my show. And I am here today because she found, she realized or recognized who I was. And I was able to feel value in school and continue with the success of today. Boy, that is beautiful. I got to tell you, fourth grade teacher, there you go. It's just, elementary schools, what can I say? They're just terrific. Lies of good luck. And you will come back on. Believe me, I guarantee it. You'll be back on. Okay, so have right, fun. Larry. Have fun. Thank you. Okay, enjoy yourself. <laughs> Next month's uh, principals, uh, National Principals Month. All for you. Go for it. And, and happy <laughs> National Principals Month to everyone. And I hope everyone does do take care of themselves. Self-care for They will. Okay. Right, Enjoy. Again, I'm sorry yeah. about the Yankees. I'll just say that to you. I'm sorry about the Yankees <laughs> and the Jets. Sorry about that, pal. Okay. Hey, what can I tell you? It's I been a bad I'm, week. I know. Including. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yep. Yeah. I hear you. We'll, we'll Thank talk, you, Liza. We'll talk. Take care. Thank Enjoy. You. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Boy, is she terrific. That's Dr. Liza Catabello Suarez who is the new president of the National Association of Elementary School Principals, NAESP.org. Cool. And well, thank you, Liza. And thank you, Kaylin, again over there, Kaylin Tucker, for uh, helping me meet Liza. We'll um, archive over at ace org. see what we do over there. I'm Larry Jacobs. Thanks for listening. <laughs>